Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Boy, I don't know. If that music doesn't wake you up like a stiff cup of coffee, I don't know what does. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. If you didn't know, it could have been another Doug and Marty, but it's the one that shows up every Saturday morning at (laughs) 10 o'clock across the AC network. (laughs) Like a wet kiss on the end of a cold fist. That's right. My dog knowing when uh, mealtime is. It can't go a minute later. Here we are. Pavlov's dog. <laughs> Brother. You know, um, there's unfortunately, there's just nothing going on in the news. So we might as well just, you know, maybe we could do like karaoke or something today. No. No? 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 Okay. <laughs> so you could do karaoke. I, I'm sure the audience would love it. But Well, uh, yes. they would love it if you did it too, brother, but it would be because of the comedic effect. There we go. Yes. I, I am absolutely shocked. You know, our Central Intelligence Agency is, brother, the premier intelligence gathering agency on the planet. There's nobody better than them, brother. Did you know that? I knew that, they're, yeah. They're yeah. great. And they've had this absolute catastrophic failure, intelligence failure, brother. They don't know what happened to Nord Stream 2. They don't know a thing about <laughs> it. They can't figure it out, brother. You know what's funny about that? As it's literally something that they should know about, which we're, I know you're tongue in cheek a little bit here, and they're talking Brother, about it. But I think th- if they don't know, it's because they ain't telling. Exactly right. I'm they were involved. Saying. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> when the whole world thinks and knows that we have something to do with it after Biden's words, and of course the CIA, I don't know. Well, don't look at me. What? <laughs> That's funny. They had that. They had the the liberal dude was on the news, and he was like, "They're like, well, what evidence do you have?" And he's like, "Well, we have radar evidence of our helicopters that were usually based over here, flying over it right before it happened." And we do. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, turn him off. Stop. Oop. What? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. This is really not. It's not great. Um. And it's you know they weren't using it. The pipeline was not actually in. Um service or yeah was it there was nothing going through it i don't even know that it was completed but it, it did have methane in it which i guess they used the methane to keep it clean and whatever and of course you had this gigantic methane spill mm-hmm. and so this thing was like equivalent to a million years of you know your ford f-150 gotcha running at at six thousand rpm uh and you know and a hundred of your buddies you know, for like a million years. So right. in other words, we don't really care about the green agenda. What we really care about is controlling the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, which we've so, said uh, for a long, long time. Yep. You know, I, I've been really impressed. I have to admit, I've been super impressed at the partnership between Joe Biden and Governor Ron DeSantis over this, you know, uh, obviously really incredible uh, damage. But, you know, Biden had to say, well, now hopefully we can just put this whole global uh, climate change thing to rest. And we're like, really? what are you talking about? Yeah. Cause we've had 
fewer hurricanes in the last 120 years. Right. <laughs> in the hell of history. <laughs> so if, if this thing is, you know, if this is an indication of global climate change, bring more of it because there's fewer hurricanes. And Florida always has hurricanes. Yeah, uh, yes, they, maybe they don't do. have that big one. It's I mean, devastating. in the Gulf Coast. Yep. There might yeah. even be a hurricane come up there to Houston someday, brother. Yep. I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, uh, just saying. But uh, uh, why? But, why is it that the climate change people only care about climate change if it's you and me, brother? But if they do it, it's no problem at all. It's the same reason that political correctness works because they can shut down dis- um, dissent. They can have their way um, when they talk about the environment. We, we had our our friend on Todd um, before Todd Myers, and about the eco fads. The whole idea here is power and control. You know, can we and we we spend more money because people care about things. So if you put it like for the kids, it's for the you know the homeless, it's for uh, our environment, and we have this catastrophic thing coming down the pike, which we've been hearing for fifty years, sixty years, that it's we got ten years, ten years, right, twelve years, that we're all going to die, and and we know that is a farce. It's been proven a farce, but it allows people to have this hysteria and this fear. But we, what we're seeing over the last, I'd say decade, but definitely last couple of years, it's just a a constant, perpetual, not just drip, a outpouring of fear. Just everything they can be make us fearful. You know, Dude, this, I think it, it's like a fire hose of fear. Yeah, me. fire hose of fear. COVID, um, sickness, monkeypox, um, World War III, whatever it may be, it's all to say, hey, the world's ending, you know, we must spend more money, lose more control, and then anybody that disagrees with the way things have been going must be radical, must be extreme, must be ultra mega, if you will. Uh, This is just taking it to that next level where you and I, I think, are honestly shocked that it's gotten this bad so fast. You know, we saw this coming uh, back in 2014. We saw the political correctness. We saw some of the perversion. We saw, we we had friends that were in California talking about some of the bills that have been passed eight years ago saying, oh, yep, they're talking about it. They're starting these things like uh, legalizing prostitution and other things that really are happening now. And so even though we knew it was coming, it's still shocking, isn't it? To your soul and to yeah. your psyche. It's just yeah, amazing. It's just- uh, it's out, uh, like I said, it's, you know, how, how quickly time goes by. And yet here we are in, in the, uh, the 2020s and, um, you know, the, it's almost like the left behind a scenario, you know, like I've been hearing, I, I was hearing people today talking about what well, they're going to do away with the money. Now, haven't we been saying that for a while? Mm-hmm. They're going to do away with the money and they're talking about, you know, everything's going to be sort of Bitcoin or digital currency, right? And right. then now they want to tie that to your bio mm-hmm. signature, right? Because everybody's got a unique, you know, like your fingerprints, your eye print, you know, whatever. We're all absolute individual. And and guess what, brother? If they don't like you, they just take all your money. Yep. <laughs> they just cut you out of the system. We I don't were think sold. so. I want some real, I want yeah. some silver. Give me some silver and gold. God says buy silver and gold, right? Store it up, right? The idea, not only in heaven, but here, because you can trade it. It has intrinsic value. When we went off the gold standard, everything changed. We know this. When we had the Federal Reserve, that um, which Ron Paul's been talking about for years as well, that manipulates the currency and the markets. It's absolutely insane. To, to your point, we were sold on the idea, hey, 
This digital blockchain, it can't be hacked. It's more secure. You could have transactions where Big Brother can't spy on you. And yet Big Brother in China has a social credit system. So if you are don't say the right things about the government, you speak out against them, your social credit goes down, which means you don't have access to actual capital, digital capital. So like shutting off the power, you can shut off the money. And Canada, we saw this, they seized the money, right? That were was electronic. So this is sort of like, hey, look over here, it's safer. No, it's that's why they want to get rid of cash you. because if you got cash under your, you know, stuffed in your mattress or something, yep, you're not, you know, they can't take it from you. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this is, I mean, the whole control situation is economic, and the Bible certainly does say that with this mark of the beast system, mm-hmm. the six 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 thing. You know what's really incredible though. And this, that, is, this is something I think has been missing that people have, there goes my mic cord again, that people have kind of missed in this whole left behind, you know, end of the world theology thing. The right. thing they missed is the 144,000 and the innumerable multitude that had the victory over it mm-hmm. that, that Jesus said, I'm coming back for a church, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or anything, any such thing. And this is, you know, we've got to remember that, you know, uh, I loved uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s last speech when he was talking about, you know, I might not get there with you. Mm-hmm. He says, long life, longevity has benefits, but it's not to be compared with the purposes that God right. has for our lives. Right. It's good. And we've got to learn to die daily. If you're mm-hmm. dead, you don't care about this stuff. If you're used to carrying a cross around, then you just carry the cross around. You know, it's not a physical cross. It's it's putting others ahead of yourself. Yes. It's not being right. so worried about your own safety and your own comfort. That's idolatry, man. And I tell you what, that isn't biblical Christianity. No. Nope. Paul said you got to like present your body mm-hmm. a as living a living sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, these things are, these things are, it's giving us opportunity, brother. It is. So I'm going to bring up and you're going to go, what? You know, it, it's true though, but it just, I think it was about two weeks ago, you went off and you were talking about this, not only in your campaign, but on the radio show. And I know I've talked about this for probably the last four or five years when I'm campaigning as well. And it really has been on my spirit uh, probably the last a year and a half, two years, uh, focused on the abortion issue in the black community, right? And you were talking about last week as well. Um, Kanye West came out uh, um, proclaiming he's pro-life, you know, and Kanye West is a rapper, had the Christian album, not sure where he's at as far as his walk. It doesn't matter. The point is he came out and his quote is, I'm pro-life because I care about the fact that there's so many black babies being aborted. There's more black babies being aborted than being born in New York City. That right there is striking. 50% of all black death right now is yeah. at the on the abortion So you have more being killed in the womb than are actually being born in New York. Many take it nationwide, as we know, 80% or so. Uh, And so that I I applaud him for speaking out, but that's, thank God, right? Here's, here's someone who has some influence. He also got in big trouble for wearing a t-shirt, brother. Yeah, I know. Uh, For White Lives Matter? Yeah. White Lives Matter. (laughs) And he said, and Tucker Carlson says, well, why did you wear that? And he's like, 
because it's obviously true. Mm-hmm. In other words, all lives matter. Yep. And Candace Owens um, wore the same thing as well. So oh, another uh, conservative um, black, you know, that's Did she fantastic. Have baby brother? She has a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember she kind of left the whole thing because she was kind of pregnant or something. Yep. Yep. Um, so in for a shout out, you know, once again, we all are walk. We can't judge each other, but we know that a lot of what we can do is we have an assignment. We have to be who God's called us to be. We can reach the people we can reach. And he can reach a whole lot of people that probably weren't walking down the Christian route or the pro-life route because they automatically checked a button. I must have this skin color, this, or therefore I must vote this way. And we've met a lot of really great people that believe that. And a lot of people are being woken up right now. So like you said, a, without spot or wrinkle, there are people that we wouldn't expect to be more preaching the gospel or yeah, walking the gospel. One of, it's wonderful. It's one of those <laughs> prophetic words that I think Hank Kuhneman gave uh, or can't Christmas or whatever, but how God was going to reach into Hollywood and reach into the music industry and take some of their prizes and, and transform them. And um, like you said, Kanye, you know, he's a young Christian, right? He's mm-hmm. a new Christian. And so he's, he's got, He's got issues, brother. But you know, I I hang out with you quite a bit, and I've noticed you have a few issues yourself. So I'm I'm yeah. you know I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have issues. It's amazing. I'd rather I think after know, we, being a, a Christian for about half as long as you have, um, still over twenty some years, um, and obviously all my we life, got but, issues. Yeah. We, and so we need to have grace for one another. Not not that we're winking at sin or whatever, nope. but I you know I think that you know there's something to be said about pressing into God and just doing Mm -hmm. something good. But I believe you're onto something here. This is going to be amazing. One of the things that I enjoyed about listening to his interview was that he said he, that warriors are wired different. That's why Mm -hmm. you and I act the way we do. We, we don't run away from battle. We run to battle. We like the fight. We like the battle Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean we're not scared. It doesn't mean we're not, you know, it doesn't mean we're, we're not uncomfortable or whatever Mm -hmm. doing things, but we're willing to do it because it's how we're wired. Right. And so Mm -hmm. there's more and more of that. And I believe that's the church that's rising up is, is the Sean Foyts. I haven't had a chance to see super spreader yet, but you know, the fact that he went all over the country under incredible persecution from the church and from within and without and he said, you know what? God's called me to do this. I'm going to do this. And he had these concerts at D.C., Kenosha, Seattle, Portland, all kinds. Of, they threw super glue on his keyboards, knocked his drums over, you know, surrounded his wife, threatened his wife and his kids, all the stuff he's gone through. And you know what? He's like, well, my life's not dear to me. My, you know, what's dear to me is to do what God Mm-hmm. wants me to do. And this is, you know, this is Paul, right? They're crying, don't go to Jerusalem. And Paul's like, stop it. Doing what the Holy Spirit said to do. And I'm not worried about dying. Right. That's why, because he's already dead. And, you know, when we get buried with baptism, boom, we're dead. And we come, you know, I had the, you know, the amazing experience of baptizing my own children. And it was like I was burying them. Mm-hmm. And then pulling them out, they're coming to, out into this new life. They're a new person. Yep. And so this 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 stuff that we've been kind of playing around with as Americans, and we've been kind of messing around with, we better get a hold of it. Mm-hmm. And we better get a hold of it real quick <laughs> because this stuff 
is getting real. Yeah, a hundred percent. I got uh, the amazing opportunity as well to baptize my children um, uh, as an, as they're older and younger as well. And what a, an amazing gift to, to see the symbol. First of all, their public statement of their faith, but also your ability to see like them going under and coming back uh, a new creation, which I I absolutely love. I want to cover one more thing on this too. There was an interview, obviously, with Kanye and other um, stars. And the, the quote here though, this is something we've been saying for years, especially with when, um, Franklin Graham was out and talked about how communism is actually anti-God. And the quote is, says, ye says the establishment media is tearing a real, uh, tearing the real enemy of the people. We are in a battle with the media. The majority of the media has a godless agenda. And, and how true is that? Now, if I were to read that quote four years ago, right? And all of a sudden, you're all oh, you're crazy. You're pushing too far. No, it, the more and more we see this, for the more it's exposed for what it really is, right? Um, that's why uh, churches were shut down. That's why um, anything's fine, any God's fine, unless it's Jesus, right? It's because the truth is under assault, right? Our faith is under assault, and that's why the strength of those that are ready for the fight, wired for it, are rising up. Though you see all these memes about lions waking up lions, not sheep really is. It's like, okay, we're ready for, okay. The, now we know it's bonking us in the head. We're in a battle, a spiritual battle, an economic battle, a political battle, you know? Um, Some of us have been in it pretty much our whole adult lives, yeah. brother. But you know, um, I, I I'm never, speaking for the church at large, but I yeah. never <laughs> had the, I never had the real um, life system or whatever, you mm -hmm. know, I started obeying God when I got saved because I didn't get saved out of, you know, Sunday school when right. I was four years old. You know, I was, I was a messed up, uh, teenager. Uh, I was, I was in trouble, dude. I was, I was really, if I'd have kept going the way I was going, I don't, you know, there's no way. Right. And, um, and so I became, I was very grateful that I didn't die young and go to hell. And, but when I, when the Lord started training me to hear his voice, and then help me to understand that if I didn't obey him, it was not going to be very comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. And so I learned at, at, as a young man in a Christian rock band in 1985, when all the churches had pianos and organs and Amy Grant was going to hell because she had a drum set and a guitar <laughs> and, right. um, and I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm like, I don't care. And the Lord said, I didn't send you to the church. And he sent me into the clubs and into the concert scene and all this stuff. And I'm seeing all these people getting saved and God's touching them. Right. And, and, and I'm just like, Hey, I, you know, I don't, you know, and then in the middle of that, in the middle of this going on. So 80, I was in this band from 85 to 95 mm -hmm. in 1990, the Lord's like, get on the radio. And so I get on the radio. And I remember him saying, you know, I was just going on, you know, because the churches just reject, you know, I got run out of all the good churches and a bunch of the bad churches. <laughs> and um, and it was never because of sin, brother. It was because right. of obeying God. And I was like, Lord. And the Lord says, what are you worried about? You preach to more people in one radio show than those guys preach to in a year. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You've advanced me. They're, they're weird. Not, I'm not, see, this isn't, this isn't weird. 
this is normal life. Obey God, mm-hmm. right? And the people that do it now, now we're media guys, you and I media guys. And, you know, the Bible talks about people that are supposed to be seen and people that aren't supposed to be seen, but there's that faithful, you know, like mama D, you know, mama D, mm-hmm. right? Mama D down Every there, yeah. Saturday morning gets up at 4am. She's cooking, she's making sandwiches. She's doing all this stuff. She's faithful. She goes out, feeds homeless people, prays for homeless people, touches, loves on them, you know, hugs them. And, you know, that's a, that's, you you know, now I'm, I'm kind of bragging on her. She, she doesn't listen to our show. I don't, I don't know if she does. Maybe she does. If she does, she's going to tell me, but I'll tell you what, that faithfulness to just obey God. Now, a lot of people, well, I don't want to get up. Well, you know, then don't, you know, that, that, the, the beautiful thing about God is he does give us choice, but you got to remember something, Marty. And I tell my kids this all the time. People have choices choices have consequences so whatever you choose you must be willing to get the consequence of what you choose if you choose the cross you're going to get life if you choose to humble yourself under the mighty right hand of god in due season guess what brother he exalts you but if you exalt yourself what does he do he mm-hmm. if, he, you. if he, he yeah. if, if if you won't do your job humbling yourself he'll humble you yeah 100 percent that's, you know, it's funny about that is that's one of the very, my dad was very hands-off growing up as his dad was, was much more authoritarian. He was the youngest of five and four, I should say, I'm the oldest of two, but that was the lesson. He said, you're going to make choices. Choices have consequences. You, you live with the good ones, you live with the bad ones, you know? And, and that was, that was a lot at a young age, but it was true, right? You learned that, okay, I, I learned from that. I don't want to do that again, you know? I'm going to make this choice. I'm going to make a better choice this time for the future and, and see how that turns out. You know, it's, it's amazing though, but yeah, it's just like no one else can take the blame for you. You make choices, you evaluate them and move forward. Thank God we have the Holy spirit to guide us that we seek and so forth. But even as a young man, it's like, okay. Yeah. There's a, you know, if the consequence happens, that happens, right. You know, um, as you're saying that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, like the abortion thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of the things that I've noticed in the Bible is that oftentimes adultery leads to death. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're seeing, you know, because they want consequence free sex, then they just do away with the baby. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have this absolutely, you want to talk about a pandemic, an epidemic of venereal disease, but they don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about the fact that if you, you know, plow with another man's heifer, uh, something's going to happen. And, um, and so there is no consequence free sin. The right. wages of sin are, is death. death. Yeah. And so, you know, we see this, you know, David had that problem, right? He, he, mm-hmm. he, he commits adultery. And David got forgiven, the sure mercies of David and all that. But the woman's husband ended up dead. The baby ended up dead. I mean, there was, it was just death, death, death. Right. And, um, and so we're seeing that in this culture. And so it's, it's up to us to sound the, you know, just to blow the trumpet, to sound the shofar, whatever you want to say, and just start living for God. Just live for him and don't worry about their faces. I just loved that when I read that in Jeremiah and he's like, I'm going to give you a forehead like Flint, 
Don't mm-hmm. fear their faces. And if they hit your forehead, it's going to spark, you know, flint sparks, right? Isn't right. that how you start a fire? Yep. <laughs> it was like, you hit my forehead, bing, sparks fly. Um, so in, in another thing is that just finding those people that, that can be like-minded with you. And we don't need a hundred people. Mm-mm. You know, that's one of the things that, that uh, has been coming out of Morningstar this last couple of years is he's been saying, you know, where there two, wherever two or three are gathered, mm-hmm. there's that unity, that, that, that thing. And he's been, the Lord's been talking to, to him about, Hey, if you have more than two or three, it's really hard to get the unity. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's actually in the, in the, uh, I guess in the army and the Marine Corps stuff, that's a fire team, right? It's two or three people, right? They, right. You, you, you have, that's like the unit that the the most basic unit in a military action is two or three people. So if you can find a couple of people, you know, I've, I've been fortunate. I found you, Pastor Mike Delorenzo, just a, you know, Tim uh, mm-hmm. Taylor, Taylor. Yep. a few people, Troy Green. And we don't hardly all of us get together at all ever, but when we do, there's unity mm-hmm. and we're not fighting each other, but we're working together to do what God wants done in America in 2022. And what's so, you know, what's so amazing about it is we've not been taught this. Contemporary Western Christianity teaches that God wants to make all your dreams come true. Make you wealthy. Come on. You well, know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I do not have a problem with making no, wealthy, I'm saying, but blessing the, us. But yeah. you see, the focus is what are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with that blessing? He says, if you tithe, if you're faithful in tithing, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to get, he's going to press down, shaking mm-hmm. together, running over as you give all these different promises. So again, no, no problem with that. No, but, but when you're talking about uh, much of what you hear is it's about you. Uh, hey, if you do this, you, you'll grow, it's, you'll be blessed, you'll hashtag blessed on walk and, and so on and so on, which is all fine, but it's not about you. It's about God, right? It's about obedience. Like you said before, our submission to, you know, it's relationship with him. And then with that comes, you're a, you're a child of God. You're well, a you, son of God. You, you have authority, right? Right. You've you've been to you know you've been to several youth camps, mm-hmm. helping me out when I was youth pastoring a few years ago, and you know on the street with me and everything else. What do I? What do I preach? Pray and read your Bible mm-hmm. because that's where it's at, man. If you could pray, if you could talk to God, and if you could listen to God, and you get a relationship with Him, you could change the world. You could make a huge impact. And the, and the coolest thing about it is Marty, you're not even trying to, you're just Mm -hmm. trying to please God because see ultimately, and the older we get, I didn't think, didn't we talk about this last week? The older you get the real, you realize I got less time ahead of me (laughs) than I have behind. Am I ready for that? Because it doesn't matter what, you know, I can't, you know, I get a Tesla, I could get a boat, Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. But what I really want, is I really want is him to say, well done. I really Didn't want pay. is what is the, yeah. the reward that, that he's got, because guess what? That's eternal. And all this other stuff, you've had new cars, mm-hmm. you know, you get it. You think, oh, this is amazing. I love this thing. A few years later, there's like holes in the floor, seat holes in the seat. It, you're taking it in. It's costing thousands of dollars to fix it. You're like, what right. is wrong with this old jalopy? That stuff wears out, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why Jesus said, why don't you start treasure in heaven? where moth doesn't eat it and rust doesn't, you know, rust out the floorboards and all this stuff. So, um, 
we're not, we about didn't, a year, didn't mean to go here today, no, but it looks like this is where we're at, brother. <laughs> about a year ago, I, I remember you were talking very clearly and often about numbering your days, you know, yep. and uh, obviously you're walking in blessing now and, and authority and running for office. Your business is doing great. I'm, I'm really thankful for that. And you're healthy, which is awesome. Your dad's healthy. Your family is awesome. Uh, but measuring or counting the days, right? Uh, being being wise, the fact that you don't know, God knows your days, but if you number them, count them, you know that they're valuable. You know the time on earth, the moments you have are, are intrinsically valuable. So what are you doing with them, right? So I love it. Yeah, yeah and, and, um, and the most important thing, though, is having the relationship where you can hear his voice. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is like, that's it. You know, and I fought God on most major life decisions and I always ended up losing because mm -hmm. he's big and he's strong and he disciplines his children and he helps us to understand that that was really him, right? Yes. That's right. his voice. You're going to do this. I remember many times over the last, you know, 10 or so years, you and I've been hanging out where you were like convicted and you had to do stuff. And at first it's always a little bit scary. It's always mm -hmm. a little bit weird. But then when you get into it, you're like, oh, I like this. This is good, or this is right. effective, or this is actually where I should be. And then when God wants to move you on to something else, you're like, but I like that. And you're but I and like you're this, thinking, right? And you're thinking, <laughs> and then you think back and you go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I fought him to do this, and now I don't want to stop, and he's trying to move me into the next thing. Right. So um, being being able to hear, you know, like he said, my sheep know my voice. Mm -hmm. No, they will not follow. And we we really want that. And when God shows up at your house, and starts giving you direction, it's, it's, um, there's nothing better than that. There's just really isn't anything better than that. And, um, and we need to hear voices. We need to hear his voice. I uh, need to obey him and we need to do, yeah. you know, we need to do what he says. And, um, I think if we do that, um, everything else will work itself out. Yes. You know? I, now I love our Christian community. And of course we walk in more of a sort of a charismatic sort of um, group of friends and so forth. Chandelier. Um, Writing, what? holy rolling, yeah, you know, they're swinging. Well, you know, um, <laughs> not you, brother, tongue speaking, you know, whatever. But the, the, I, we love the fact, you know, it, it, pray and obey, it's love the Lord's voice and so forth. But one of those things as a baby Christian, we, we were so hungry with for confirmation, right, from the Lord, um, that it's really easy to get astray when, when it comes to looking for the um confirmation of what you hear from God, right? You know, it happens if you hear it. Listen, um, God will confirm his word. It's always done for me. But oftentimes what I've seen is myself and others, when we get all headstrong, we're looking for others to seek God on our behalf. And it's like, no, no, you know, it comes secondarily. You seek God. God will speak to you. God will speak to you in your word. God will speak to you in your still small voice in your heart. And then others will come and confirm what God's put in on your life. It's just, I love it, but all too often we get things reversed, right? We're told it's about ourselves and about improving. We're told that, okay, well, so-and-so is a great you know, prophet or whatever. And they may be, the point is, is they're not a substitute, you know, go straight to the Lord. And I, I just love that as we mature in this, like, yeah. Okay. Well, we're, you know, we're growing yeah. up and we're growing up into things, right? We're mm -hmm. growing as a church, we're growing up into the prophetic gifts, apostolic gifts, mm -hmm. evangelism, all these different things. And, uh, you know, it's amazing that, you know, here in 2022, that we're still so, you know, immature in a mm -hmm. lot of this stuff. 
And, you know, the Bible is very specific about what prophecy is for and how it works. Some people are like, oh, prophecy doesn't tell the future. And I'm like, no, nah, that's mm. actually the definition of it in the Bible yep. to say beforehand, <laughs> pro, before, sigh, to say. You know, right. You say it before it happens. And then you find, you know, you find the ones that they're they're there. And yet we cannot substitute and see that's the problem and i think this is what you're this is what you're getting at we're mm -hmm. substituting a relationship with, for prophetic people or even prophetic people online mm -hmm. for our own relationship with the lord and what we need to do is we just to sit down this is what i do pretty much every morning i sit down and i got questions mm -hmm. and i'm like lord i got this question and i'm having my coffee and i'm praying i'm like well, i got this question and then i'm not just proof texting or Whatever. I just read the Bible. I read, you know, books at a, you know, books all the way through the Bible at, at a time or whatever. And I've been currently in Isaiah. And I'm telling you, he answers those questions right there to me directly. Mm -hmm. I don't have to get it from some, you know, I love Kent Christmas, Hank Kuhneman, Marley Murillo. Yeah. Small. I love all those guys. But you know what? I don't need them to live my life for me. I love the fact that they're doing what they're doing. Right. But to even that, though, when the Lord shows you something in Scripture, in your spirit, in your journaling, and then a Kent Christmas come along or a Rick Joyner comes along and echoes or copies, you're like, yeah, yeah, all right. That's exactly it's what I heard. Today. I, ha I have that so often. That's exactly what the Lord told me today. Like, and then that's that's it. That's what it's for, right? When we pastored a church in Carver, um, that was one of my favorite things in the world was you know, I just pray, right? You study the Bible, you're doing whatever. What, we, what, what do you want me to talk on this next week? What's, what do I want me to preach on? What chapter, whatever. And the Lord would show me and I go, okay, fine. I prepare a message. And it was like everybody that had a church was preaching the same message. I'm like, oh, okay. We must be listening to the Lord, right? It was like, it was this people that you trust and know had a similar message out of the similar scripture. You're like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, he's able to lead. See, that that's the thing that we've, maybe gotten a little bit away from Marty is that, that the, that Jesus is the head of the church. Mm -hmm. And so we have these streams of knowledge, these streams of revelation. And when you're in that stream, you're getting, you're getting that, you know, there's, mm -hmm. everybody's talking about a great awakening and, and, you know, revival in America. And there's, there's, there is a mixture. Some people are say hard times are coming and mm -hmm. some people say great times are coming. And I just loved, you know, hearing Rick Joyner say, go, it was the best of times. And it was the worst of times. There some go, people right? are going to go through hard things and some th people are going to go through really great things. And the neat thing is, is the great things people get to share with the hard times people. Mm -hmm. And there's this, you know, the, the left likes to talk about equity, but there's the Bible says that's equality. So mm -hmm. the Lord's doing it because he says the love of money is the root of all evil, right? Or all kinds of evil. So when you love the money and, and you're like, Oh, I'd really more, you know, that's the trick of money, right? It, it, it gets a hold of you and then you don't know how much is enough and you have to start right. preparing and, and all of a sudden money is your security because then you, then you're mammon. That's mammon, right? The God of right. money. But if you, if you're like, Ooh, I'm doing good. The Lord must want me to be generous. I need to bless. I need to be that, 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 that conduit. Mm -hmm. Then it can really get good. Mm -hmm. And there's such an amazing, you know, Paul said that, you know, I couldn't find it other than what Paul said, but Paul quoted the Lord and he said, the Lord said, it's better to give than receive. 
And there's something on that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, as parents, don't we just love to give our children good gifts? Mm -hmm. And so as we, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that we're giving money or we're giving, you know, things. Sometimes it's just giving attention. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just giving giving love. Just showing up, just being there for somebody. And Mm -hmm. so there's so much, there's so many ways that we can take up the cross. Back to the cross again, brother. I'm on Mm -hmm. the cross this year. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> and right. I'm like, you know, this is an opportunity to take up the cross. This is an opportunity to fast this, you know, whatever online program I'm watching and go help my friend jump cable, jumper cable, his car that won't start or whatever. Right. right? right. I can do that and I can go, you know what? I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to services. Do I mean, when you, it is hard to get out of your own way to go serve others. But when you do, it is so freeing and it feels so good because you're able to take your eyes off your own problems and able to provide assistance to somebody else. That's such a godly biblical lesson, you know, and when we all do that, our problems, our issues are always taken care of, but somebody else is keep it taking care of us. It's, it's one of those things when you give, you trust God with, with your resources, but when you serve, when you serve others, you're trusting God. He's got your everything taken care of. And he does, but it frees him up to do that. You're not hanging on to it. So doggone tight to try to control it yourself. It's okay. God, I can't do this. Show me where I can help somebody else. Right. I just love that. Yeah. You know, I heard a rabbi Lappin say, Mm -hmm. and he's kind of a financial guy. Um, but his whole premise of finance is is really uh basically at the basic bottom line of it is it's not good for man to be alone we are interdependent the family of man mm-hmm. and you know the the people talk about uh they're teaching that capitalism is bad and the only way to get ahead is to rip people off and and I just love the way um Rabbi Lappin would talk about it. He would say, you know, I, my, my uh, grandfather would go get a table that somebody was going to get rid of. They were going to pay to have it hauled away. He would go buy it from them. So they received a benefit. Then he would come home, work on it, fix it up. He would sell it as a used table to somebody who didn't have the money to go buy a new one, but they had this beautiful refinished table. Mm -hmm. They, they saved money and he received a profit for his Mm -hmm. labor. That is capitalism in a nutshell. Nobody has to buy from me, brother. Nobody has to buy a house from your realtor company. Yep. Right. We, we have to give service. We have to show up. See, that's why monopolies are so bad, right? Right. That's why the education, you know, we get on the school thing Mm that the government schools, it's so terrible because there's no competition. That's why, you know, this last weekend I was uh, watching, um, uh, Uh, Corey DeAngelis was here in town and talking about, you know, how good it is. If you could get, just get the state money to follow the child, it would absolutely revolutionize the thing that teachers would do better because teachers would have more uh, options about where they could go teach. They could, Mm -hmm. the the public schools would be better because, oh my gosh, if we don't step up our game, people are going to leave and we're going to lose our funding. You see, there's so much there. And and uh, and it's why these tech monopolies, you know, now all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're seeing um, you're seeing, uh, you know, uh, all these. Whoa, <laughs> earthquake. We're Uh-oh. seeing all of these tech companies now 
rumble, right. is starting mm-hmm. to really give YouTube some competition. Right. And, um, and you've got, uh, uh, truth social and all these others and they're coming on strong mm-hmm. and they're working, you know, so yeah, they got a head start. They got a, but you know, it's tough for Facebook to to do, do well when they don't have monopoly, you know, right. and I'm, I'm, I'm taking a lot of time. You know, I just got a package from Macy's mm-hmm. and, and they gave me a better deal than Amazon. Right. It was right. For some, something I needed. Right. And I'm thinking, and yeah, and I got to stick it to Amazon because I don't like what Amazon's <laughs> doing. You know what Bezos right. is doing with my right. Your dollar is, is a message, right? Whether you spend it or not, but with the company, right? Yes. Yes. So um, capitalism is a is a good checks and balances thing, and and we know the Lord's into it because He wants to give everybody their own vine and their mm. own victory, brother. There we go. It's in the Bible. There we go. You know, it's, it's it's interesting because there's a saying that you've seen out there played multiple times, and it's interesting because it's, um the idea that strong men, right, make good times, good times make weak men, weak men make bad times, right? We've seen this sort of cycle all throughout Scripture. There's these three generations: Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Uh, all throughout, it talks about generations, uh, blessings. Right. There's blessings or cursings to generations as well. So God wants us thinking in generational wealth, generational blessing, generational obedience. Right. And and so you see this. So we're we're in a time now where many of the decisions made by other men as well, allowing things to do, even in, in prosperity, has made time tougher. And I was thinking about this when you were talking earlier, is what times do we remember? Typically, remember those times where we survived, we got went through something tough together. Some of my closest friends are uh, I've met through battle, right? Through things that were tough. You know, my family got closer when uh, Logan had leukemia. My wife had breast cancer, right? Those are things we don't want to go through again. But there were you could see the silver linings in every moment where you valued those things. The valley, right, is where you grow. And not on the mountaintop necessarily, right? Even investments, investors say riches, the money is made in a down market, right? Uh, and it's because there's opportunity, right? And so we have to change our mindset. So all of this too is what we're talking about today. This, even though some see it as hard times, some see it as good times, right? The best of times, even the hard times may be exactly what we need, right? To develop to grow closer, to, to appreciate, to prepare us for the good times. So uh, I just, I think it's awesome. I, I love this conversation, right? Um, but it's serving, it's knowing, it's just time. And there's a lot of things going on in the world that's, that's here to distract us, brother. Uh, and yet we know that we're in this moment, right? This has all been prepared for us and we've been pre- prepared for that. And so when you see all these things, we talk about the news all the time, and there's all kinds of news stories about life and stuff, but it's getting clearer and clearer. It's going to be good versus evil, God versus the enemy, you know, down the line. And we work in a political uh, uh, church, you know, business world and so forth. And we see things like um, the Hunter Biden story you saw this this week, right, where they they have enough to indict him and arrest him if they want to on charges or for the gun possession and and tax evasion, right? Well, which is they got a lot of the old gangsters for, right? Why do you think this is happening right before the election, right? Is it a distraction? Is it a news story out there? You know, these are the things that you and I are going, 
Is this being is this being revealed for our benefit, or is this being revealed to distract us from where we're supposed to be? And that's where um, praying um, brothers and sisters need to go. Stay focused. What does God want me to do? That's right. Wants me to get engaged. Yes, pay attention. But but right here, it's about winning this nation back, about winning my family back, about winning this this community around me back, because the people are suffering right now. Um, people are severely suffering, even though we're in the richest country in the world. Um, the decisions being made are causing trouble. And when we struggle, the old saying, right, when America has a cold, the world will get sick, right? Um, because it's a global economy. As we go, the world goes. So we need a strong, prosperous, Holy Spirit-filled, revived, if you will, America, don't you think, brother? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Can we stop now? Just kidding. No, no, you're, you're, um, and how do we do it again? I want to go back to the, the, everybody can't do everything, but everybody mm -hmm. can do something. And so, you know, obviously not everybody runs for office and, but a lot of times people they're, they're running and they're like, I'm not worthy. This is, mm -hmm. this is, this is more than I can do or whatever. But if we turn it around and we say this is service, see, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. The government is, is it works for us, right? And mm -hmm. so we go to serve and we go to serve our, our constituents. We go to serve our, our neighbors by, you know, protecting. What is, the, what is the role of government in the Bible? Well, if we go to Romans 13, the role of the government is to punish evil and reward mm -hmm. good. You right. Know? It's like, oh, well, we need to wear a mask and stay locked down because we have to obey the government. That's not what Romans 13 says. Romans 13 says we need to do good. And if we mm -hmm. do good, we don't fear the government because we're doing good. And so ultimately the, the government of the United States, the, the supreme law of the land written right in it is what? Do you know, brother? The Constitution. That, yeah, the Constitution, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And so if we want to obey the government, we should obey the Constitution, which means, mm -hmm. no, you're not shutting down my church. No, you're right. not shutting down my protests. No, you're not, you're not locking up pe people who have peacefully protested. Did you know that the there's actually um, people that have been locked up in since the January 6th thing that yep. are requesting to go to Gitmo? Because the conditions are so bad in D.C. where they're at. Did you know yeah, that, brother? Yeah, and they have been denied their constitutional rights. So that's been, what, almost a year now. Think about that. Oh, almost a year. Almost two years, brother. Yeah, at, well, two years. That's just um, absolutely insane. So we have, I mean, not insane. It, it is extra it's, constitutional, it's right? A, it's against it's, it's absolute outrage is what it is. It's not mm -hmm. insane. It's not crazy. It's on purpose. It's an outrage. And I can't wait to get to Congress. And we're going to keep that January Amen. 6th thing going. And we're going to find out who Ray Epps is. Exactly who right. Is Ray Epps. The one that said, we must go inside. Mm -hmm. We must was go inside. We need to go down there to the Capitol and we must go inside. Why is Ray Epps running around free, probably rich with FBI money? Right. He probably was part of the FBI, obviously a plant. So we're, getting, a lot of we're getting tired of getting lied to you, brother. We're getting yeah, 100%. tired of getting, they're, yeah. they're making fools of us. They're mocking us. But you know what? God sits in the heaven and he laughs. And he says that the that, that pit you dug, you're going to fall in it. The rock you mm. roll is going to roll back on you. Right. And so we got to believe that stuff. And we better be willing to fight. And mm -hmm. I'm not talking about picking up weapons and things like that. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty. 
They are mighty in God. That's right. They tear down strongholds. That's right. And it's our mouth that does it. I mean, Paul didn't take up the sword, brother. No. But when him and Silas limped into town, they freaked out and said, those that turned up the world upside down have come to us. Mm -hmm. And it was all they had was their mouths. And the yeah, Peter had a sword, but you know, yeah, he was rebuked. put it away. <laughs> Jesus said, put away that sword, Peter. This isn't the time, <laughs> you know, again, hearing the voice of the Lord, right? Yes. So we are, uh, we are reaching a, a an absolute pinnacle. I was in a big candidate forum uh, today. There was three of them so far in the last less than a week. Right. Adam Smith hasn't shown up to. And fortunately in that room of about 50 or 60 people, I only counted four masks. They were all cloth masks, probably homemade or maybe mm-hmm. store-bought. I don't know. I believe the holes in those masks are quite a bit larger than the five micron size of a virus, but if you're not a scientist. Like a so, cult. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cult of the masks. Yeah, exactly. But, right. But, you know, the so, most of the room didn't have them. And that made me happy as a, just as a person just sitting there mm-hmm. going, maybe people are just done. Maybe right. people just had enough with this. I'm, I'm so- hoping so to your point as well. Now we have the ballots will be mailed two weeks from today, the 21st of October, according to the secretary of state's mm-hmm. website, ballots will be mailed out veteran um, active military ballots typically go out the week before and they oftentimes go overseas. So that's a week. So I think that next week, I actually got somebody sent me a picture last night, brother, of there a we go. ballot that they had received and they checked my name. They want, I'm like, these guys well, must be military go. or something. Cause they must got be the military way early. That's way early it's a week or two weeks. So that makes sense. But two weeks from now, everybody else gets their ballot in the mail. It's like a deadline for it for the state. You and I should do a election special next Saturday going over the ballot. I just downloaded a a sample ballot for Spokane County, Benton County, you know, Yakima County. And we should go over and talk about the specific ballots so people can listen in. What do you think, brother? I just vote Republican. It's easier. Well, (laughs) there there are Republican and Republican races too, brother. I know. And it's unfortunate. There is. is. There's also Democrat and Democrat races, like in the Secretary of State. So I'm writing in Brad Clipper. Brad Clipper. K L I P P E R T. Brad, spelled like exactly right. I'm I'm writing him in. Um, we that sounds fun. I mean, I'm 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 down. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, let's look forward to listening to Doug and Marty versus the world. It'll spend a portion of the program at least going over because you'll get the ballot. And a lot of people vote early. I know Doug and others talk about holding on to your ballots to the last day. But the numbers historically for this state is a large portion of those people vote right away. And it's that the ones that vote on a regular basis are voting. Uh, they get the ballot, they vote, and they turn it in. So if you give you a little bit of help, we want to be the ones to help you out. And, um, you know, whatever our opinions work, but we do know a few of these races do have our preference, obviously Republican, and uh, we've got to win. And there's too much at stake, brother. And, and we're not saying there isn't rhinos. We're not saying yep. that there's not Republicans that aren't great or whatever. That's, you know, that just goes without saying, but mm-hmm. um, well, actually it goes with saying, cause I just saying, said it. but um, <laughs> you know, there are, the issues are clear, right? Mm-hmm. In, in, I'm looking at a Breitbart story here and it says in um, October of 2020, uh, crude oil was going for $43 a barrel. Mm-hmm. On Monday, this last Monday, uh, it was 
just about $89 a barrel, which is more than double. Okay. Double. Yeah, um, over double. There's a yeah. gas station right around the corner from my office and it's five ninety nine oh. if you pay cash. Yeah. If you lose if you your card, cash. it's six oh nine. Okay. So six oh nine. And um and so it's the first time I've actually seen gas higher than diesel over there because diesel's down to a very affordable five eighty nine. <laughs> so I'm just like, wow, maybe I should get me a diesel truck. Now. This and this for Washington, we're not joking, by the way. There's a 47 cents a gallon tax coming in January. It's already been voted on and approved by Inslee. So think about this over $6 a gallon gas, you add another 50 cents a gallon on. $7 yeah, becomes $8, $10. There's no end to it. My opponent, Adam Smith, actually said in August 17th article in Real Change newspaper here in Seattle that we, even then, he said we need to increase the price of carbon-based fuel. In other words, gas, natural gas, diesel, Etc. It's like, oh, it's still ain't high enough. Because if you go out on the freeway, people are still driving. They've lost. It's according to this article, brother. We have lost. The average American has lost forty two hundred dollars in annual income based yep. on gas and inflation. That's a month's pay for most Americans, right? So the company I work for, I'll just say this: I'm a real estate company, um, great company to work for. I'll just, I'll just say this. We get paid in two ways, a salary, if you will, um, bonuses, whatever, and then stock. So now not only have we lost, based on inflation, about $4,000 a year, many people who are paid in the same way, the market's down below where it was pre-Donald Trump. I mean, it's the lowest level. We have high inflation. So people are losing their savings, their 401k, their retirement. Uh, as well. So it's it's beyond that. It's exponentially worse. We got to stop these guys. Yep. They're doing it on purpose. They're trying to to um, basically do the same thing they're doing to our 14-year-old boys. They're trying to castrate America. Mm-hmm. They're trying to detestosterone us. You know, energy is power. You mm-hmm. know, that's what it is. And our military doesn't run on electricity. Sorry to say. And that Biden has get plumped out more. We Our strategic oil reserves are at a 40-year low Yep. Uh, he was trying to bring the price of gas down, and it, it kind of worked, right? We were down there in the threes or whatever, in the fours. It's mm-hmm. back up over five now. It's get you know it's five again at Arco, and it's set the Chevron by my house six oh nine. You and I, I talked like, about this, so we knew this was a temporary fix. The, the fact that it had as much effect as we thought you had to bring do with that the fact fuel down to two bucks if you just uncork American yes. energy. We were full spectrum energy independent under Donald Trump. Full spectrum energy. And the reserves for our military was at record highs. And now we're at record lows, 41 year lows, right? That's the the, both of those. Irresponsible. Yes. Irresponsible. They've locked up people since January 6th. The border is wide open. We have uh, probably 3 million people come over that border right now. The fentanyl is, has killed 70,000 American boys since uh, the beginning of this year, 70,000, that's more than died in the Vietnam War, brother. 50,000 wow. died. So we we have a, you know, they want to talk about the war on drugs. How about the war of drugs coming across our border, human mm-hmm. trafficking, mm-hmm. and they want to make it all about a woman's right to choose. But then they can't define a woman mm-hmm. because they're not, you know, that's above their pay grade. 
And so it's, it's with the target being 80% in the black community. This is not a woman's right to choose. This is for them controlling the narrative saying you want to choose this. This is your freedom. Make a choice so that you don't, you know, whatever your life it's, it's selfish. It is, it is focused uh, intentionally there. And I'm thankful for like, once again, we started the show, Kanye West and others are coming out that are saying, no, this is ridiculous. You know, there's a, a reason why th there's uh, an attack, a spiritual attack and a political attack has been for decades and masked under the Black Lives Matter. So yes. Yep. Yep. Well, that's it for the day. Uh, go to DougAndMarty.com if you want to hear past episodes or maybe reach <laughs> out to us. We absolutely love hearing from you. We'll be back next week. Marty says we're going to do an election preview, so who am I to argue with my best friend? This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. See you next time. Bye-bye.